Good morning, Neil. How are you today? I'm doing okay. How about yourself, Angela? I'm doing fine, and welcome to everybody. Uh, another week of our uh, podcast for Girl the Bench, and we welcome you back. Um, it, we have flipped the calendar page, and it's May, and I've got to tell you, just in my personal life, I am struggling because we're transitioning from all the winter things that we have to do into spring, but nothing's quite done yet. Still got so many winter things to kind of close up, and I have a lot of spring responsibilities, and I feel like my schedule is just insane. So, I, you know, I are how where are you at at this time of year? Yeah. It's just this crazy time, and, uh, you know, excited to get outside and all kinds of things happening. And, uh, yeah, it's just, like, overwhelming, right? And as I'm looking at my calendar, all these things are there. <laughs> it's like, where did all this stuff come from, right? Like, I don't, I don't find value in all of it, but the obligations that I've made or committed to or that other people made on my behalf, and it's just, it feels a little maddening. No doubt. No doubt. I, I, I feel frustrated that I'm not... You know, I feel like I'm already behind. <laughs> and I, some of it, like you say, some of it is stuff that I value. There are definitely some non-negotiables in my calendar every week, just like gym time or or whatever. But there are also things that I kind of have, I don't know, they're, they're cropping up on a weekly or monthly basis. And I'm just not sure I want to keep them there anymore. And, and even sometimes it feels like, uh, some of the things that I thought were non-negotiable are negotiable because other things are taking priority, right? And yeah, first it's like, okay, this week's going to be crazy. And then it's like, okay, well, two weeks will be crazy. And the next thing you know, I've lost track of some of the really healthy habits that I worked really hard to get in the first place. And um, yeah. it's frustrating. So. Yeah, if you're, I mean, if you're losing um, your routines in terms of your health, and your sleep, that's no good. I just think that um, our routines are not that routine all the time, and they, they creep, you know. Um, and it's like whatever, whatever routines you have today is what you'll end up craving and repeating. And when you skip a routine, then you really erode the ability to get that back. And so I just feel like, this month is time for me personally to, to reset. Oh, so that's an interesting concept. How is it that you reset? <laughs> um, so I just, I start by just questioning everything and try and pull everything off of my calendar and then um, slowly and extremely prejudicially add back things that I have to, but really focus more on how can I not add this back in? Sounds a little bit like cleaning out your closet, but it's your, your calendar, so it's figurative. Um, do you have any kind of methodology that you use when you're looking at each individual thing and asking yourself if it's something you want to add back in or not? Well, so I think that, uh, you know, I'm really focused on overall well-being. So I'm looking at, yes, financial and career well-being, but also... Um, physical well-being and emotional well-being and social well-being and and trying to think you know 
is are these balanced enough right do i have enough going on in all of these areas or has work just become this massive obligation right so that's number one is trying to limit the amount of time that goes to any one area on its own and then number two which may be the harder part is what to do with what's left over because you know there's nothing on my calendar that isn't super important the question is why is it on my calendar or my to-do list okay so if you're talking about work responsibilities what are you going to do with that i am delegating like crazy ah. and and um we've always talked about delegation and i have delegated hmm. a lot but not nearly enough and fortunately i have really awesome teammates um, who I can, I can move a lot of these things to, who are always willing to help. Some are excited about added responsibility, but I just haven't given it to them to this point. And what I'm finding when I try and ask myself, okay, why, why is this on my calendar versus somebody else's? It's either because I'm fearful that they won't do it as quickly or as well, uh, or maybe just in my style. And or um, it's my own ego and thinking that I want to be the person to run this ball across the finish line. Okay, uh, so delegation requires a little humility, I'm hearing you say, but it also requires some trust in the workplace. Yeah, and so for me, this is something that is super simple, but not at all easy, right? Mm -hmm. And and (laughs) so... Um, to reframe it, I'm just trying to trust, yes, in the people and their skills and abilities, but even more so in um, their understanding of my level of quality. Um, they're putting more trust into the education and training that I've invested in for them um, that they've gone through. And, um, you know, trust that they will. Uh, Yes, execute, but even more importantly, communicate if there's an issue with it because it's new for them. So that's a, that's a great step forward in your kind of work maturity, but also just for your, your mental, physical, overall, you know, I almost hate to use the term it's so overused, but work-life balance. Because the more you develop a team to do work to the level that you expect and want, the more you're really getting quality in ways that you can't always deliver. Other people bring things that you just don't have. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. And, and I think that it's the change between, okay, this is something I've done a lot or this is something that nobody else has done to how might they find success doing it in a way that frees me up. Yep. I mean, that makes sense. But... Um, I guess I'm I'm kind of looking at this is you know a problem that I'm facing in one regard um, being kind of semi-retired. You're you know working full tilt and um, looking at a lot of different types of work responsibilities, but small businesses that we're kind of talking to on a regular basis, they have another stress altogether surrounding. Uh, this change of seasons, the weather that's unpredictable, um, hiring issues, etc. I mean, how do you kind of translate that 
into um, a, a reset for companies like that? It, well, I think, you know, we talked last time that if you're not stepping back and slowing down, then you'll never escape the madness, number one. But what really, I think, changed my perspective on the feasibility of this is I was having a conversation with somebody who is outsourcing a lot of their work overseas. And oh, they're wow. having trouble finding anybody. Um, they're hiring people who speak phenomenal English everywhere from the Philippines to Venezuela and, and every country in between. And um, having just a tremendous amount of success and actually feeling really good about the fact that they are dramatically improving the quality of people's lives in third world countries. And um, it's, it's really started to change my perspective on okay, this can be very, um, again, simple to find somebody to help take the load off if you train them up. And um, we had our first person outside of uh, North America training on growth events recently because they needed, uh, a particular company needed to train their overseas help on industry items without being available. So they said, hey, we all watch these videos here Let's let you watch these videos so you can learn the lingo a little bit. Oh, wow. Wow, that's interesting. I, I never would have thought about this. So are these um, tasks that are more office-oriented, that kind of thing? Um, I, I was talking with somebody who is actually having their people uh, from the Philippines make full-on sales calls. Wow. Um, cold calling hundreds of businesses in the U.S. and, and working on selling them plant material. And, uh, yeah, so normally we think about this as, okay, you can outsource, you know, takeoffs for, for your estimates, or you can outsource maybe some bookkeeping, but, um, there's a lot of talent globally and, uh, the internet has really leveled the playing field and, and most of the people who are called on never even suspect that these people aren't U.S. based. Wow. Well, I guess that's one of the un, unseen gifts that we've uh, received in the past couple of years as we have learned to work more effectively remotely. Um, and with the hiring challenges that people are facing every day, this sounds like something that is well worth at least some investigation. And it would be one way to kind of look at your calendar and look at your tasks and reset that in a way that could really make a difference long term. Yeah, and... and- I think the how is not nearly as important as the uh, mentality behind it, right? So if, if somebody's in the Philippines or somebody's in the next office, the question is, how am I going to get my head straight to actually delegate a task to them and trust them? And I think that's where um, a reset will either uh, succeed or fail. Great. Well, this has been an interesting conversation. I know the blog um, that, that'll be coming out this week also kind of touches on a little bit more detail. Um, we're always going to want to direct people back to Grow the Bench. Um, opportunities there surrounding this kind of a reset? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Check it out. And, and um, if, if somebody's new to Grow the Bench and wants to start trying it out with people that they're working to delegate stuff to, Um, We have a free trial offer. Uh, Just enter trial uh, at checkout and you'll get 30 days free of our all access pass so you can start training people wherever they may be. That's a fantastic deal. All right, Neil. Well, thanks. Good luck on your reset. I'll be interested to kind of circle back in a couple of weeks and see how this works out for you. 
Um, until then, have a great couple weeks. Thanks, Leslie. Thank you.